Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing last week's spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting five to 15 minutes where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo fellow life adventurers, ready for another spiritual tune-up? Well, this is the most dicey subject of all, uh, but it's on the heels of yesterday's great question about, you know, how do you explain the unthought of happening in your life? And there was another question that was raised with the exact same gist, but pertaining to children. Um, the question is, you know, did they, do they think about the sometimes awful things that happen to them? Um, I feel like I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't go to any and every location in your tapestry of understanding the nature of reality. Because if there's an area in your understanding of life that completely confounds you, then it is through that area that your power ebbs away from you. So while this is a, a very touchy subject, uh, you deserve the answer. You deserve the truth. The truth will set you free. You can patch in that area, it, not with a smiley face, but at, at least with some kind of understanding that there is order, uh, meaning, purpose, and love to everything and anything that transpires within these sacred jungles of time and space. So how do you explain bad things happening to children? Um, did they think about the cancer? Did they think about the violation? Did they think about the car accident? Absolutely not. But the, the area that most people miss, the assumption that most people have about children is that they are brand new baby souls. And this would be better understood when you realize that we are all ancient, loving gladiators of joy. Ancient. We all existed prior to this incarnation. And if we existed prior to this, you have no trouble understanding infinity going forever, right? Well, it doesn't just go forever from the day you're born. It goes forever back to the beginning and prior to the existence of time. All of us are eternal. And if we existed prior to this incarnation, then that means, given all else I've shared of our divine nature, that we have a say in every incarnation we live. We choose who we're going to be. We choose who our parents are. In ways that boggle the mind, we choose our own names. We chose the stage 
because we knew what the probabilities for our growth and adventure and challenges would be. And believe it or not, given that we live as many lifetimes as we want, it would get pretty old and boring really fast if every single lifetime you were born in the lap of luxury, loved and adored, everybody laughs at your jokes, everything you touch turns to gold. You know, Beverly Hills 90210. After a few thousand of those incarnations, you'd be like, come on, I want it all. I want to know what they're feeling and they're feeling. I want to know what it's like not only to be guided by loving and adoring parents, I want to know what would happen to me if I didn't have that guidance. And more, some of my friends down there are really lost. They're so confused, they're resorting to anger and violence. I want to go down there and be a spark, help them remember who they really are, have them lock their eyes with me, and perhaps be born to the truth and realize that anger and violence is not the way. I'm gonna go because no matter what happens in that incarnation for me, I'm gonna live forever. So all of us choose our lives based on the probabilities that any given incarnation would likely have. And we choose parents that will love us. And sometimes undoubtedly, quite obviously, we choose parents that will neglect us, that will not care, that will not foster our, our love of life or sports or reading or the arts for reasons of our own. They're valid reasons. And so while a child, particularly the younger, the more so, is extremely susceptible to the thoughts of those in their immediate vicinity, family, siblings, neighbors, schoolmates, while they are very susceptible to those thoughts encroaching in their life, given the fact that we're talking only about children right now, they will be rocked around. They will be victims. But they knew what they were getting into. And they had reasons filled with love. This does not justify abuse. This does not say, well, they picked that lifetime, let them figure it out for themselves. Maybe somebody would pick a challenging start in life to serve as a, a, a wake-up call to everyone in the immediate vicinity who would become aware of their circumstances. They'll be like, I'll be the, the, um, I'll be the angel, I'll be the uh, spark of light, I'll be the volunteer, I'll be the hero or heroine, I'm gonna go there and tread where others feared to tread. And maybe by me doing that, I'll spare someone else grief. Maybe my, by me doing that, um, I'll spark love and compassion in otherwise lost lives. So dicey, I'm not pointing fingers, I'm not accusing. Check my other spiritual tune-ups where I talk about concepts of blame the victim um, and uh, all of those other words that really fail in a spiritual context. Um, and, and you'll see that there's more to this. I also go even much deeper in some of my books with some hypotheticals. Um, that will illustrate really clearly how and why an ancient gladiator of love and joy might choose to be in a perilous environment from the day they're born. If you want to know what those books are, because I'm not trying to sell any books right now, if you want to know what they are, ask below 
uh, in Instagram or in Facebook, and I'll tell you the titles of those books that take this exact topic and go much, much deeper with hypotheticals, analysis, rationale, and explanation. Again, nothing justifies the ugly. I'm not trying to put a smiley face on the hideous. There's hideous stuff happening all over the world all the time. But we are all babies in a way during this very early time in the evolution of our consciousness. And so we're all bumping into walls. We're all mismanifesting. We're all unintentionally bringing stuff into our life so that we can learn from it that might pinch and burn and bruise and, and worse. So you deserve to know the truth. It will set you free. Uh, if you don't think this is the right answer, then I challenge you in all cases to ask yourself, if that's not the truth, what is? Because nothing will empower you more than going within, connecting some dots, and seeing what I believe is otherwise obvious. We live in a world of love and order and perfection and meaning where there is no such thing as an accident, no such thing as a random coincidence. Everything is ordained by our thoughts. And when we're children, we see the stage, we know the thoughts of those around us, and we know the likelihoods of what may or may not happen. And we choose accordingly based on our own needs to serve, to love, to be the spark, and overall to add to the magnificence of life on earth. Hum Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley for tune-up here, spiritual tune-up. Great question was posed two days ago on Instagram. If you Mike, how do you take baby steps when you don't know what your dream is? I know exactly what that's like. Uh, my story, which I rehash all the time, 20 years ago, almost 40 years old, starting everything over in my life, I had no flipping idea of what the life of my dreams would look like. Here's what I did. Two-step process guaranteed to work. Number one, identify your main priority areas for change, okay? Don't think about how you're gonna get there. Don't think about the dream per se. But right now, as you move towards, as you desire moving towards a life you love, what is your highest priority area for transformation? Is it creative, fulfilling work? Is it wealth and abundance? Maybe you want to wrap those two together and consider those one end result because we're looking for end results right now. Um, is it health and healing? Is it love and romance? Is it friends and laughter? Is it international travel? You can have more than one, no problem, but do this one priority area at a time. And once you name a priority area, and, and it could be as simple as happiness. It could be as simple as a rocking life. It could be as simple as the life of my dreams, even though you haven't defined the life of your dreams. Once you've got those priority areas nailed down, not hard to do, you can change your mind, don't make it a job. Then consider your options in moving towards the life of your dreams. I know that sounds like a tease. Consider your options in moving towards wealth and abundance. Consider your options moving towards health and healing, love and romance, friends and laughter. Okay, your options likely suck. 
These are the sucky paths that I often talk about. For me, 20 years ago, my options sucked. I dreamed of champagne caviar, baby. And I had like nothing to do towards moving towards the life of my wildest dreams. Consider your options, assess them, circulate your resume, go back to school, um, go back to public accounting, human resources, an hourly job paying, uh, a job that pays hourly at the mall. Okay. What are your options? They suck. They're way beneath the life of your wildest dreams. Then whittle down to the least sucky, the least sucky, okay? That could well be where you are. That's exactly where I was. No idea what the life of my dreams was. And then go, okay? Step three is go. Go down some of those paths without insistence, without demanding, with, with, with a glad heart. Because you've dreamed with your priorities of end results, wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, a rocking life. Okay, the universe is like, I know you. I know how to give you a rocking life. Now, get out of my way, but at least show up in the world so that you can be a lightning rod for serendipities and so-called coincidences. So you've ordained the magic with your priority areas, wealth and abundance, international travel, rocking love life. You can do this exercise on multiple fronts at the same time. But you're going to formulate things you can now do about it. These things will not be the life of your dreams. They will suck, okay, very likely. If you, knew, if you knew what it was, you'd be doing the great, cool, sexy thing right now, right? You don't know what that is. So do what you can with what you've got from where you are. Do it to the best of your ability. Show up early, stay late, be there with a glad heart, lead a diversified life. Don't just be all about the money. Don't just be all about the romance. Work on your entire life, always, that goes without saying, but do what you can with what you've got to move towards a better life. And as you bear down, and as you focus, and as you concentrate, and as you pour out your all, you're enjoying the journey, you're not sweating the details, you're not trying to hit the home run, you can't, the universe hits the home run, and then your life starts to morph and change imperceptibly. The miracles are invisible when they happen. Only in hindsight will you look back and be like, thank God I had the dream. Thank God I, the vague dream, the priority. Thank God I showed up. Thank God I took that job that was beneath me. Because there I met so-and-so who was a client who hired me away. And then from there I met so-and-so who helped me launch my own company. And then I met the person of my dreams. Because you were out there living your life, visualizing joy and happiness, priorities fulfilled. This is as easy as it is. And it's guaranteed to work. The worst thing you can do is do nothing. Don't wait for the yellow brick road to show up. It's not showing up. Okay? For me, I wrote about life, dreams, and happiness on free emails as Mike. They were never very popular. Those, however, evolved into notes from the universe. Notes from the universe to this day are make everything possible in my life from gallivanting all around the world prior to coronavirus. I mean all around the world, you know, Malaysia, China, Tahiti, three times to Tahiti, Europe, everywhere. As a speaker, writing the notes led to an audio program, which I never would have wanted to do, led to speaking, led to books, led to the secret, led to the life of my wildest dreams. 
The road you start out on will not be the road you arrive on. So don't worry about the road you start out on. Start on any road. Do your best. Shine. Go within and suss out what is it that most resonates with me, that makes, makes the most logical sense as I move toward a rocking life. And again, don't compare the rocking life to your options today. Go there, be there, be present, knock on doors, ask for help, and prepare to be astounded. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley for a second installment today, offering a free guided visualization with a romantic twist. Uh, thoughts become things, right? It's the end all and be all of living the life of your dreams. And I often get the question though, you know, Mike, you often caution about not trying to get certain people to behave certain ways. So when I visualize my love life uh, with the partner I want, uh, the partner I'm targeting, uh, the partner I already have, is it okay to visualize with that person in the picture? Absolutely. Just don't insist that your happiness come from that person alone. Leave room for other and better. So if they're not taking the bait, don't let them hijack your, your happiness. It's up to you to create the picture in your mind, put in all the details. You can even imagine specific people behaving specific ways so long as you do not insist that they actually change and dance to the beat of your drummer. You wouldn't want that to be unnatural, right? You'd want it to be natural. So by doing this, you preserve the option that it could be that person you want it to be, but you leave the door open for others. I love Thoughts Become Things. I love doing guided visualizations. If you're in a place where you can, um, I'm soon going to ask you to close your eyes. And I'm going to walk you through a four or five minute guided visualization, showing you how easy and fun it is to do this, creating a mold that the elements of time and space will later rush to fill because you're a divine being and your, your words, your thoughts are your magic wand. Okay, so let's take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Close your eyes if you're in a place where that's safe. I want you to imagine that you're up early. The sun has just risen and you're at the beach with someone you dearly love. Now you can fill in someone's face, somebody you know, somebody you want to love you back, or you can just leave it faceless if that works for you. But I want you to imagine right now at sunrise that you're walking along a deserted, vacated beach with just you and someone you're head over heels in love with who loves you just as much. You can hear the seagulls. You can smell the salt in the air. You hear the waves gently crashing and you are literally bursting at the seams with euphoria, with joy, with happiness and with love. One of the coolest things about being with this person who so completes you 
is that there's no need for words. Sure, you share, but, but you can be just as happy with this person, maybe even more, as it wells up inside of you in the silence. And so together, you're just looking where you're walking. You're walking together side by side. You're looking up ahead at the, at the shoreline. And you're holding hands with your beloved. You can feel the warmth of their palm in yours. And that feeling is just love come alive. This is what love would feel like if you were to walk hand in hand with it. And you're thinking of your whole life and the trials, the tribulations, the sleepless nights, the lonely nights, the difficult nights. What a small price to pay for this moment in time to be with a person who totally understands you, who totally appreciates you, and who you equally understand and appreciate. You can hardly contain the joy. And so you just have to take one look at your beloved's face. And as you do, they look back at you and you see they're crying crying because they know exactly what you're feeling because they're one with you and because they're feeling it too that their entire life has been worth it for this moment in time for this connection in love and to know that you have the rest and the best of your lives together no games no playing just admiration adventure and sharing you get a little choked up, so you both keep walking. Seagulls just do their seagull business. The waves are just doing their wavy business. The salt is in the air. It's just almost unbearable. You turn for the sweetest, most endearing hug of your entire life. The two of you together, nothing else matters. Nothing else exists. You both simultaneously decide to sit down side by side facing the ocean. And you're just thinking, yes, yes, yes. You're looking out at the beauty, the magnificence, at the sun beginning her long march across the sky for the day. Yes, thank God I hung in there. Yes, thank you, God, for being with me. Yes, thank you, universe. And you thank yourself. You thank yourself. Because there were so many forks in the road of your life that had you not chosen exactly as you chosen, you might not be here right now. You thank yourself for the perseverance. You thank yourself for diversifying your life so that you were not just a lonely heart, but you were engaged, you were creative, you were helpful, you were of service, even as you were available and waiting, available and longing. You thank yourself for the affirmations you crafted. You thank yourself for the vision boards you put together. You thank yourself for the patience and the enduring of what seemed like would never end sometimes. There's a huge smile on your face. You are so happy. You deserve this moment so much. 
You turn to your beloved and they turn simultaneous to you. And you give each other a quick kiss on the lips. And oh my God, can you feel those lips? Oh my God, can you taste the love? Oh my God, this is what it's all been about. And now you shed a tear and you cry. And you lean into each other with one more immense, loving, incredible hug. And you remind yourself that this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of so much that life has in store for you. This is just, just a little preview of all that's to come in your life. All that you so richly deserve. All that you've waited for. All that you've kept that stiff upper lip for. You made the best of it and now the best is yours. Adventure and travel, creativity, fulfillment, and your partner, your partner for life. <sighs> okay. Okay. Okay, good. The microphone was turned on. That's good. That's really good. Um, all right, so that's how it goes. That's how easy it is. That's how much fun it is. Jumbo fellow adventurers, happy Friday. Woo! Time for a tune-up, and this time the topic is disaster. Personal disasters, natural disasters. When it comes to a personal disaster, in one way or another, we allowed it to come to pass. I'm not going to go into the nuances here about blame the victim. That's a prior spiritual tune-up that you can check out. Uh, but we no doubt permitted it to come to pass as a confluence of our earlier and present thoughts, beliefs, and expectations. When it comes to a natural disaster, including the coronavirus that we're sequestered on right now. It is brought about by a confluence of everyone's thoughts, beliefs, and expectations. And just like when an individual is conflicted, so can a society or global population be conflicted. And then the manifestations are unintentional. They ricochet, backfire, the most unexpected things happen, all in alignment with everything else that those experiencing it are thinking, believing, and expecting. This is what you do not want to do, what I'm about to share with you. What you do not want to do, personal or global disaster. Don't beat yourself up. Don't even try to figure out why it happened. Okay, it's water under the bridge at this stage. And right now, if you wallow around in something that's painful, understandably painful, maybe emotionally excruciating, a violation, a trespass, uh, something that happened to you individually, something that's happening in the world, something that's collective, it's going to take an army of trained specialists to figure out every little thing that's ever happened to you or the planet that brought this about. 
Therefore, don't try to figure it out right now. Instead, try to understand the nature of reality. It is simple. It is knowable. It is benign. It is empowering. It is glorious. It is meaningful. It is purposeful. And it is filled with love. That is an easier dot to connect than, you know, what happened to me when I was seven years old or what happened to me during coronavirus. You're so in the immediacy of it. You can't see clearly. Now, there's a place, of course, for therapy. There's a place, of course, for introspection. I'm not denying that. But overall, your most significant impetus ought to be to drill down to the truths that are before you. You are of God, by God, pure God. You are pushed on to greatness. Your thoughts become things that is indisputable. Everything else about what brought you here today, while those baselines are true, you've got beliefs, you've got emotions, you've got blindsidedness, you've got confusion, you've got God who's an angry white man, you've got, there's too much. Go to where you are, drill down to truth, it will set you free. And then when you're having some sense of like, yeah, I hate where I'm at, but I know I'm a creator. I hate where I'm at, but all things are possible. Then you can chart a new course. You can decide where your priorities are. You can paint a brand new picture of a desired end result in your mind. And above all, not above all, but in concert with that, begin taking baby steps. And then one day as your life blasts off in this upward spiral, then you can look back and dissect the commotion. And perhaps it'll be like for me, when my life was at rock bottom 20 years ago, I decided don't try to figure this out. Start working life. Start moving forward. And if you want one day in the future, you can look back and dissect the train wreck and that's exactly what I did, except within a couple of years, looking back over my shoulder, there was no train wreck. The train of my life had stopped so that the biggest, best dream of my life could begin coming true. Yet to my physical senses, 20 years ago, dark night of my soul, it was all bad. I was a broken man. But I figured out how life worked. I started working it. It works. I look back and it's like, well, it wasn't even what I thought it was. We too quickly draw false conclusions based on what our physical senses are showing us. So if you're in a place of pain now because of something in the past or something in the present, something personal or something global, deal with it to the best of your ability, put out the fires that are raging in your home and then drill down to truth and blast off. And later on, you can look back to dissect it. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!